0: Hi. Before we get started, I've been going backwards and forwards over whether I want to say anything about why um, podcast episodes haven't been very frequent recently. The reason I'm in two minds is because, you know, I feel I should say something about it, but I don't really want to go into any details. I certainly don't want to be cryptic about it, but I mean, there's stuff going on... (sighs) Essentially, there's stuff going on at home, stuff that has kind of thrown everyone for a loop, and um, we're struggling to get our heads around it. Uh, Things have been a little difficult for a while, and it's possible things will continue to be difficult for some time. So, yeah, apologies for episodes not being as regular as they have been. Also, I'm aware that I haven't been interacting with other anchorites on Audio Dungeon Discord or calling into other shows as much as I would like, but I am still listening and very much enjoying what everyone's putting out. Anyway, thanks for indulging me. On with the show.
1: Light, you, what are you doing here? He was slinging pawns at a bnB when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time, too, about not playing d and It was free-throw-all, and I heard him say, keep off my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, because you're incapable at and
0: Spencer here, aka Free Thrall This is Keep Off The Borderlands In this episode, I had intended to take a deeper dive into Lost Eons And um, I have actually been playing around with Lone Eons But I wanted to talk a bit more in depth about it So uh, I want to play around with it a little bit more But I will put a link to the um, itch fund for the Lone Eons, Lost Eons supplement. I say supplement, it's a book in its own right. It's got all the rules, everything you need to play the game in that Lone Eons book. So I'm probably going to save that until the next episode. In this episode, I'm going to respond to some calls and then talk a little bit about my thoughts regarding a competition that Jason of Nerds RPG Cast is running, uh, where he's asking folks to call in with their top three RPG systems. I had a bit more to say about that than I could fit into a message. So I thought I'd talk about that a little on my own time and yours. Obviously, So let's get to those messages, shall we?
1: Hey, brother. It was great to hear your melodious voice coming across the airways, letting us hear free throw. You know, brother, that weird mechanic in your dungeon plumbing game sounds something like, What Rob has in the Down in the Heap RPG that he's been developing, brother. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you haven't listened to Down in the Heap and the development of that most bodacious RPG, you should go check that out. Okay, brother, I gotta go. Woo!
0: Hey, Jason. Spencer here. Well, you know that, don't you? Because I'm responding to your message on my podcast. So, uh, yeah, Uh, three, two, one, you're back in the room. (laughs) That's Jason there of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. And that's a great catch because at the time, well, that that section where I looked at the Dungeon Plumbers PDF, that was possibly the earliest recorded section of that episode. I think I recorded it mid-December. Now, I'm not sure which came first because I have been listening to Rob C's episodes about the system he's developing based on uh, Into the Odd, uh, amongst other things. And I heard that mention of the weird attribute. I'm not sure whether I'd seen it in Dungeon Plumbers first or I heard Rob talk about it first, but I had intended to mention that. So... Yeah, good catch, Jason. It does sound very similar. I've been listening to Rob Sees down in a heap episodes about the system he's developing. I've been listening to that with great interest. Uh, Love to see what he comes up with. But thanks very much for bringing my attention back to that, Jason. Cheers. And I'm not not sure about, you know, quite how melodious I sound, but... um, I'll take that. Cheers. Thanks very much for the call.
1: Hey there, Spencer. Just an update on like an arcane-like style of play. I've been playing uh, in a game called Chronicles or Streets or Bad Shit Happening in Peridar, and it's run by Dungeon Musings' Kevin Madison. And it's kind of like set in this cold punk Dickinsonian type era in a city, and it definitely has that sort of class Struggle feel kevin's really brought that well to the table. So that's kind of my arcana like play uh, So far there's another update and something that got mentioned I'll get back to it.
0: Hey, Carl Carl Rodriguez there of the geomologist presents gm extraordinaire um Thanks for that. Uh, Kevin Madison is uh, someone that I'd I'd love to play in one of his games. I'd I'd have to do that at some point, get round to. Look at the schedule, see what I can do, because, um, yeah, Kevin is a very, very talented guy, and it would be a lot of fun to get in on some of that, because, yeah, that does sound fun.
1: I said that. My wife Amy doesn't like cartoons, but we started watching the new Critical Role cartoon, and she—I feel like she was kind of getting into it. Maybe she won't admit it, but uh, she's like, "Oh, hey, it's like they're playing D and D." I said, "Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing." <laughs> so, so it's pretty pretty cool. To, I don't know if you watched it. Um, it's on—I think it's on Amazon Prime, but yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty good. Um, I'm getting a kick out of the halfling bard. He's such a cad, but um, enjoying that, and I recommend it.
0: Thanks for the recommend, Carl. I did actually watch the first episode of that. I know I think there's only three episodes at the moment, but um, yeah, it's kind of it's fun. It's it's a bit of fun, Um, and I did find it entertaining. I would not. I was gonna say I would not compare it to Arcane League of Legends, but obviously. That's exactly what I'm just about to do. So, uh, I mean, Arcane League of Legends is I, incredible in animation wise. Um, as I said before, it's up there with Into the Spider-Verse. It's really good stuff. Whereas Vox Machina, animation is fine. It does the job. It's, you know, it's a, a pretty high standard. Certainly nothing wrong there. Um, obviously, it's play for laughs i think they do try and they do try and give it some emotional weight but while it's uh, you know it's clearly for an adult audience the language the violence the um sexual references and stuff it, it is quite frivolous and um you know it seems to do what it's trying to do pretty well i think and as i say i did find it entertaining and i probably would continue watching it because it is easy watching but i just want to stress that to me arcane was not just a good animated series i mean it's a great piece of drama it's um it deals with adult themes its characters are very complex the relationships between those characters are very complex the world Is very complex, and I just thought it was really, really well paced. It kind of drip feeds you information to kind of to get you immersed. But I never felt it was holding anything back. I I always felt I was where I needed to be. I mean, with so many TV series these days, where you 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 take an existing property and uh, it seems that. Some shows can include a bit of padding to kind of, you know, fill things out to the required amount of episodes. I did not feel that with, with Arcane. It was a brilliantly paced bit of fiction that was extremely engaging from beginning to end. And uh, so thanks, Carl. Thanks for giving me another excuse to talk about that again. Cheers. Now you may have been able to detect in a response to Carl that I probably didn't have very high hopes for the critical role cartoon, the legend of Vox Machina, and you'd be right. I watched another couple of episodes, and I really quite enjoyed them. Essentially, it's a Saturday morning cartoon pitching itself to an adult audience, and. I think it does that rather well. And if they continue making episodes in the same vein, I will continue watching them. I may be reluctant to say it's highly recommended, but I enjoyed it. They set out to do something and I think they made a pretty good job of it. So there you go. So, Jason Connolly is running a competition over on his podcast, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. He's asking people to call in with their top three favourite RPG systems. And I want to, I'm going to call up, but I feel that what I want to say doesn't easily fit into a message Or two, I may just call in, list them off, and put in some kind of shameless plug for folks to come over here and listen to me explain myself. But another thought that's kind of making me feel a little bit reluctant to enter the competition is the fact that I don't feel I've played enough of a variety of different games in order to list my free favorite games. Uh, which, you know, saying that out loud, it, it kind of doesn't make sense to me because I've played more than three systems and, you know, pick my favorite three out of those. Yeah, so in some ways that's simple, but the reasons these games are my favorite are not necessarily because of the systems themselves, which is Another reason for why I, I feel this kind of reluctance to enter the competition. You wouldn't get any points for guessing that the first thing I'm going to suggest is Into the Odd Electric Bastion Land. Two games with the same system, set in the same world, slightly different time period. Superficially speaking, Electric Bastion Land is set 100 years after into the Odd. But personally, I'd throw all that stuff together, you know. For me, the setting of Into the Odd time as a certain degree of elasticity, you know. It's, uh, it's very w- weird. There are places that are kind of stuck in the past. There are sci-fi elements. And that is a game that I love. I love the system there. I love its simplicity. I love its brevity, the whole bullet point approach, dispensing with lore and kind of baking the setting into random tables and stuff like that. I love that whole approach. With this new into the odd remastered edition coming out and the fleshed out adventure that's going to be in that, combined with The Electric Bastion Land book, which is essentially a toolkit for creating stuff to, you know, fill the world. The the possibilities seem endless there. Plus the fact that you can incorporate almost any other material into that game. Number two, um, I'd probably go with the Black Hack. I had so much fun playing the Black the black hag possibly I, I my kind of affection for that game is uh well not only is it a great little box set it's the first physical game that i purchased it's the first kind of campaign that i got into on returning to playing rpgs the only real drawback of the system if i can even call it that with the fact that I felt characters advanced a little too quickly. But, I mean, that's something that can very easily be remedied. But a lot of what I like about playing that game was the people I was playing with. Far too many to mention here, but it was being run by Dave Aldridge and I just had a really wonderful time playing that game. Then we get to number three. And um, well, this seems like a perfect opportunity for me to plug Barney Dicker's Counterpoint System because that is the system that's behind League of Eternal Guardians, the game that I've had a lot of fun with playing with uh, Barney and co. Barney Dicker of Loco Ludus. And yeah, just a really simple D6 system. In character creation, you divide six points between these opposing attributes. And in League of Eternal Guardians, the the characters have something called balance, which is used for uh, utilising their powers, their kind of special abilities that they have. And um, it's just a nice, nice little system that has led to a lot of great sessions. Um, Another thing I like about League of Eternal Guardians, I'm not sure if this carries over into Counterpoint, or there may be a certain degree of this in Trickster's Trickster's Net, the other project that's based on Barney's Counterpoint system. Um, Links to all these will be in the description. With the League of Eternal Guardians, you've got the whole random generation um, where the... GM asks for contributions from all the players, which are essentially put into a a hat, all these kind of ideas and elements and locations, items, stuff like that. And and these are pulled up at random, if not throughout the session, then just prior to running the game. So it appears, I'm speaking on um, Bahani's, Speaking on Barney's behalf now, the the idea being that the game is just as much fun to run as it is to play. You know, you've got that kind of uh, sense of uh, discovery when you're running the game. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, Also, as this is a digression, a digression upon a digression, um, it seems like the appropriate point to mention... Barney's project uh, that he's currently funding through Kofi, The his uh, Neo-Triassic shoreline regression syndrome. I think I've got that right. And this is a uh, far-flung future setting in a, a flooded world. Ice caps have melted, seas have risen, and um, the sun is... It is so intense that humans are confined to living at the poles, and beyond that is a kind of tropical triassic nightmare. That's, that's as far as I understand it. Looks like it it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh yeah, get over there and support Barney. You know, even if it's just to put me to work, because it turns out that I'm responsible for one of the stretch goals. The setting is system neutral. So the stretch goal that I'm involved in is to create stats for Into the Odd, Troy Carr, and Barney's own Counterpoint D6 system. So, yeah, if you want to see me do something constructed with my life, uh, yeah, hit that stretch goal. So I guess those are the three systems that I would say were my top three: Into the, Odd, the Black Hack, and Counterpoint D6. But I feel that I should give an honourable mention to Call of Cthulhu, at the the basic role playing system, um, because that's something I've played more than anything else in the last couple of years, and um, the reason. It's an honourable mention. It's because I don't feel that the, the system has anything to do with why I enjoy playing it. Because what I like about the system is that I don't feel that I engage with it at all. I mean, what the system does is get out of the way, which in a way is kind of what I like about all the other systems I've mentioned. The fact that, certainly, with the first three, they're so light that the player doesn't even have to learn the rules before they can play. And if uh, if there's a game running where I don't need to sit and read through a rule book, then that's a game I'm interested in playing. Now, I'm not saying... I wouldn't play a game where I did need to read the rules. Uh, But I certainly, the idea of not having to read through a rule book in order to play a game is an attractive quality for me. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's these light rules, these minimalist rules or rules that kind of fade into the background that... Allow for the kind of play that I enjoy. Let's just say that, shall we? Although, having said that, you know, once I've got my head around the rules, it may not be a problem. I've I've played in games that were, you know, more procedural that I've really enjoyed. So it's you know, it's not a deal breaker. But one of the reasons that I feel Call of Cthulhu falls into that category is the fact that we're playing it on Roll Twenty. I don't mind using pre-gen characters, you know, certainly as far as all the, the stats are concerned. And it's very easy to create a Call of Cthulhu character online with a minimum of fuss without really sticking your head in a rule book. And when we're playing Call of Cthulhu, whenever a role is called for, it's Andy that's asking me to roll against... A particular stat. It's not a matter of me saying, "Oh, can I use my library skills to do this?" I will simply state what my character is doing or intends to do. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, can I say that it's a system I like because it's a system I can ignore? I I, I don't feel that I can, (laughs) but there you go, and that's why. I can't fit what I wanted to say into a couple of messages on the Nerds RPG Variety cast. If you're listening to this and you haven't entered the competition over there, please go and do so. Having said all this, I may still give them a call.